time to start the podcast. Hi, I'm Kristen. And I'm Mike. And we're lost in the Sunnydale stack. This is the Sunnydale Stacks, where every other week we immerse ourselves in the world of Sunnydale, California, and review two episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This week, we're dusting off Afterlife and Flooded. We asked, and you answered, and Mike has no idea. What? It's a stacker surprise. Whoa. Buffy's back, but she is also broke. Aww. Which begs the question, what did Anya do with all those stock market earnings? Uh-oh. Alan on Facebook said that she invested in a company dedicated to using bunnies to replace fossil fuels. I think PETA has a problem with this. I mean, is it just like the bunnies are inside the cars running out of little wheels? <laughs> you just tie them to your feet and then use it like the Flintstone car? Wait, so your feet are on top of buddies, which are on the road. Yeah. <laughs> that seems like the worst form of transit. Uh, Megan said on Facebook that she's saving up for a beautiful wedding. Oh, wait. I don't know what you're talking about. No. I haven't really watched ahead. I'm sure that everything turns out well with everyone's relationship, right? <laughs> Nothing ends tragically. Joss is known for his happy endings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially if you're in a loving relationship. It always ends up uh, for the best in the end. (laughs) And then Hannah said that Anya spent her money on a deluxe Elmer Fudd costume with a working gun. It didn't end well. (laughs) These things, never useful. (laughs) Weskly Anya. (laughs) Now let's head into the Sunnydale stacks and open the books on Afterlife. really the third part of a to be continued yeah it's it's definitely very dependent on having just watched the last episode this is bargaining part three like if you're gonna do part one and part two just make this part three yeah with alpha demon dead the others are fleeing town no leadership skills among the lot of they are sheep they are sheep they're bike sheep the worst kind of sheep Those terrible bike sheep. (laughs) While Willow's just now considering the possible consequences of bringing Buffy back, Dawn is bringing her home. Seems like that should have been a uh, before I feel like like this is the conversation that the group was trying to have when Willow's like, we're bringing Buffy back tonight. And she's like, no. And everyone's like, um, stuff to talk about. Mm -hmm. Maybe like pause. She's like, no dictator willow over here i like that dawn is the only one that seems to kind of understand what buffy needs Mm. like i feel like everyone else is very much like me 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 and dawn i don't know it's because they're family or just because Mm -hmm. i think because she's younger and comes with a little less baggage that she's just like 
let me take care of you. It reminds me of if you've ever been, this is, I think, very common in like a late high school or early college party where somebody just has like way too much mm-hmm. to drink. And there's one person who's like actually trying to like give him some water and like maybe have him walk around a little bit just to kind of like, you know, whatever, whatever they need to actually like feel better. Well, a lot of people are just kind of crying like, are you okay? You okay? You okay? You okay? And they're not. You're not really helping. Or making fun of them or like something like that. And then you do have that one person that's like, I'm actually, no, Dawn's being great. She'd be a good designated driver. She would be a good DD. She's just very um, calming and very supportive Mm -hmm. and just like, I'm just, I'm not going to like bombard you with questions and fix things. Just like, I'm going to, here's your home. Do you want to? I'm being calming. Maybe put some Bactine on those Exposed knuckles. Now we can wave. We no, can do okay. that later. Did you did you want to button your shirt? For, no? no. Okay. Just, just one button. Just okay. literally one button. That's fine. It's just us gals. <laughs> so there's kind of this weird thing where Tara asks if Buffy could be dangerous. Yeah. And then we get like this ominous shot of Buffy. Yeah. And it's like, I, I really don't think anybody thinks that's really what the episode's going to be. Like, now she's crazy, Yeah, Buffy. like they're misleading us. Like, this is going to be Buffy. It's like, you don't need that to be a cliffhanger. But it did get me wondering, what if that was this episode? Or, I mean, rather this season. Like, what if the season was mm. about Buffy came back bad, and now Buffy's the big bad of her own show? That'd be cool. You are not on board with this. I'm not on board with this. Solely because, in a very similar way, they've tried to do that twice on Doctor Who. Once in the classic and one in the new series. And I don't feel like either one really worked. So I feel like you know, maybe it would, th- this would have been the, the time that that kind of scenario works. Where after somebody's brought back to life or regenerates in the uh, Doctor Who case. Um, that that kind of... They're threatening. You don't know what to expect of them works a little better. Um, but... I feel like it's a risky proposition. It is. If anyone could do it, Joss could. But this is the season that he kind of like eased off a little bit. True. So Dawn cleans up Buffy and makes such a mom joke. I knew you were under all that dirt somewhere. He's so cute. Aww. And then she references her own mom. Like, mm-hmm. Remember what mom said? Wash pan those ears or start planting potatoes. Yep. He's so cute. It's a cute <laughs> sister moment. And then Spike comes home. I do have to, I don't know if it was just the echo effect or something, but the first Dawn sounds a little Long Island-y when it comes to, like, it it doesn't sound like Spike's regular accent. Oh. It, I don't know, it's like, Dawn, Dawn, like, what, like two different (laughs) accents, what's going on? Are you so scared that you're switching accents? Wait, do the Long Island one again. Dawn! Okay, maybe it's hard for a non-British person to shout in a like. It's he's just he's not got the accent down in shouting form. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like if anything, you'd go more neutral when you shout. He's trying too hard. So filled with emotions. <laughs> so I I just love this scene. Mm-hmm. You knew I was going to. Yeah. I just I squeals all the squeals and the feeling what i love how so much of it is just played off of like james marster's face like there's very little dialogue compared to what the scene expresses yes and he's so good at Mm -hmm. it yeah so at first you know buffy's coming down the stairs and he thinks it's the bot and he's Mm -hmm. like i've seen the bot before and that's such a clever storytelling trick to be able to have because i feel like 
a lot of things will try to do that kind of thing of like, oh, I can't actually see that person until I'm supposed to for this story, even though it doesn't make sense. But it's like, yeah, of course he'd think it was the Buffy bot. Why would he think anything else? Exactly. And then I like to think that he thinks that he's dreaming. Like, I'm just Mm -hmm. interpreting his face at this point. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like he's just like, nope, I'm asleep and this is a dream and Buffy's back, but I'm only dreaming. (laughs) He recognizes that her wounds are from punching her way out of her own grave. And his response, like, again, his response is similar to Dawn. We're like, it's just pure support and caring but not overly like Mm -hmm. needy or pressure or in your face just very soft Mm -hmm. and calm and like i know where that came from and i know how to handle that let's calmly walk over to this other room (laughs) like (laughs) thank you yes quiet voices and she's like embarrassed about it and he's all empathetic the moment when he sits across the couch from her and takes her hands and I'm like, this is it. This is my scene. I love this scene. (laughs) And she says, how long was I gone? And he was counting the days. It's been a long time. 147 days. Which is like six months, five months, six months. Well, 30. Take that out of 147. Split the remainder, divide by pi. (laughs) (laughs) We're clearly a mathematician. That those theater degrees coming in handy. Uh, He says 148 today, but today doesn't count. I'm not girly at all. (laughs) I'm okay. I'm gonna be here in the corner. Uh oh. I'm fine. Uh, I guess we're gonna have to do another episode of the Mike Solo Show. The Scoobies barge in loud and insistent and dumb. But Buffy does like pizza. (laughs) She does like pizza. Who doesn't like pizza? Me. I don't like pizza. But like. This podcast is over. (laughs) I'm a zombie. Um, (laughs) Did you just put a bunch of brains and pepper in (laughs) There you go. I zombie definitely did that. Uh, Spike immediately bails. And I like how, like, there's no dialogue being like, Spike, where are you going? You just see him in the background, mm-hmm. like, just peace out. He's pissed. Yeah. Dawn defends her sister and says, hey, back off. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes. Good job, Dawn. You have redeemed yourself since the beginning of season five so much. Yeah, definitely. She's grown as a character to become someone... I, I might say, damn it, Dawn, in a positive way. <laughs> damn it, Dawn, that was a good move. Well done, ma'am. Not ma'am, she's a tiny tot. Yeah. <laughs> ma'am seems weird for a 50, 60-year-old. <laughs> uh, Buffy just wants sleep, even though she's been sleeping for five months. She doesn't really want to sleep. She wants to be alone and sit in the yeah. dark and just kind of, like, not be pestered. Maybe the problem is that she wasn't resting in peace. She was resting in power. What? you not heard that no it's a thing people are saying <laughs> Where? Like online it's some it's a dumb like instead of saying rest in peace it's like rest in power because it's supposed what? to be more empowering it's like no, no. when what if you, there's no other time you can rest than at least rest when you're fucking dead wait so this is still something they say about someone who has passed away yeah rest in power no no that's it just sounds exhausting. Yeah, no. Now is the time where they get peace. Yeah. Give them that. Don't <laughs> take that away from them. Willow is fishing for a thank you, and it is annoying. Yeah. 
Every scene in this episode, I'm like, well, stop. Uh, Stop. Didn't I do a good job? I did a good job. Aren't you super grateful for the good job I did? If your magic had been a little better in the first place, we wouldn't have needed to bring Buffy back. Oh, (laughs) snap. You just just be happy she's back. Why mm-hmm. do you need to thank it? God yeah. damn it. Bike is crying by his favorite tree. <laughs> it's the giving tree and it's helping him. I feel like half of that tree is just nutrients from old cigarette butts at this point. <laughs> Are those nutrients? <laughs> really? For, for Sunnydale trees. <laughs> Xander, uh, he's so snide. I hope you're not going to start your little obsession again. Ugh. Dude, get bent like you guys were friends last episode you were fine and now all of a sudden you're like it's cool to rip on spike again Mm -hmm. fuck off spike chip notwithstanding Mm -hmm. slams him up against a tree if you look carefully he does wince okay yeah okay it's kind of hard to catch i feel like they should have made a little bit more of a deal out of it not like Make it a joke like the last but time. But also, he I get like he's so pissed yeah. off that he would barely feel it. Yeah. That he's just like, nope, mm-hmm. not. Mm-mm, I'm past pain. Adrenaline now. Mm-hmm. Do vampires have adrenaline? Um, if they've recently sucked the adrenal glands, <laughs> the victim. Thank you, Doctor Science. <laughs> <laughs> now let's get to that uh, hard question of dividing one hundred forty-seven <laughs> by thirty. <laughs> oh, that's not. That sounds exhausting. <laughs> I think it's, be- I, it's between four and five. <laughs> <laughs> if only we had a way to be more certain. My phone's all the way over there. <laughs> it's, it's barely within reach. If I stretch out my arm. Ugh. Spike says, I worked beside you all summer. And Xander is like a dick, an unapologetic dick. And I kind of yeah. want him to be like, sorry, you're right. But mm-hmm. instead he's just like, well, now you know. What the fuck, dude? No need. No need, Xander. Spike's theory is that Willow knew there was a chance that she'd come back wrong. And if they had to get rid of what came back, Willow knew that Spike wouldn't let her. Do you think that's true? Given past behavior, like getting the Buffy bot, I could see a part of him being like, I don't care if she's not all there i still want her because he still doesn't have a soul at this point he's definitely trying to be better but i could see the temptation overtaking him because mm-hmm. if anyone could be with like a weird half zombie version of buffy that would be the character to to want to be with that true do you think that's what kept willow from telling him mm. i think she might have been afraid of either scenario either that he would try to stop them from doing it at all mm-hmm. or that he would do what, you know, they described of, you know, trying to uh, stop them if it, if it went wrong. That's what I think, too. I feel like Willow didn't tell either Giles or Spike because those are the two people most likely to question mm-hmm. her decision or her yeah. actions, whereas the other Scoobies, like, will just kind of listen to her. Mm-hmm. We'll go um, along with it because yeah. she's, she's the smart one. Right. And Spike and Giles are not afraid to challenge her and be yeah. like no yeah and it, it, i mean as becomes evidence later on in the next episode i mean i 100 percent think she knew that giles would object to this because i mean he's had his own experiences with trying magic that he's not prepared for and mm-hmm. blue goo demons mm-hmm. it's a very stressful night in the summers slash willow slash tara household um, first, everybody I know lives in this house. Everybody. 
Um, first, you know, Willow and Tara have a talk about Buffy being back, and mm-hmm. Willow's worried about it. She calls Giles. That's kind of it. It really happens. Um, and then Buffy's just sitting in her room in the dark, which I feel like makes total sense to me. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of overstimulation, yeah. and just, just, I mean, turn off the lights. Everyone, be quiet for mm-hmm. a second, and let me just be. Yeah. But then the pictures' faces start to melt into oh. skulls. Oh, no, she bought those pictures at Spencer's Gifts. That would be a funny prank frame that you put a picture in a frame mm-hmm. and, like, plug it in. And every once in a while, like, the faces start to melt. And you, like, put it in when the guests are there. Like, I don't know what you're looking at. That's just a face. That's cruel. <laughs> Why don't I have more guests in my home, Mike? <laughs> Why don't more people want to visit me? I elaborate series of pranks and traps. <laughs> I have to avoid like three tripwires just to make it to here. And my, my biggest uh, prank is covering everything with cat hair. Now you're covered in it too. Ah! <laughs> Buffy appears in Willow and Tara's room. Ooh, spooky ghost, Buffy. And she fucks with Willow. She says, what did you do? Did you cut the throat? Did you pat its head? A.K.A. the fawn. Oh, I I thought she was talking about uh, Oz. I mean, they were into some kinky shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That was a low blow. But then when Willow turns on the light, she disappears. Mm -hmm. The glass whatever she had thrown i think it was a crystal ball is fine there's no glass and then they look and buffy's sleeping and the walls are rattling and what the fuck guys it's kind of nice after like some really heavy episodes to be like poltergeist shit okay we're back on comfort ground you know we got this willow calls xander to tell her that they were attacked and in walks anya (laughs) laughing and cutting up her face uh, they actually cut the cutting uh, in the British airing of the episode. Oh, why? I think there's a restriction against like certain types of violence, not just like the degree, but I think like self-harm yeah, mm-hmm. or self-mutilation on some British stations, not not allowed. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, British listeners. Sorry if I insulted your entire country. I mean, I think that that's not an insult. It's a, a, a sensitivity. Mm-hmm. You can make the argument that we should have that. But my question is, if they cut out Anya cutting up her face... Did they cut the line later? I don't know. So so just nothing happens. Willow calls no, Xander. She's just like, la- you just like see her start to laugh and then collapse. Oh. Yeah, I, can't, I have that to imagine it's pretty lame. Doesn't work. Okay. Um, this this image is very vivid for me. Like mm-hmm. when you say afterlife, that's what I picture. Yeah. Like, oh, that creepy thing that made Anya cut her face up. Yeah. yeah. The next day, Anya does not know how to dress herself. She has nine <laughs> navy striped pants with a purple floral top uh-huh. and tooled decolletage. Uh, I think she is ready to sail the seven seas. <laughs> How many different prints can you fit into one outfit? I mean, this sounds like something Prince would wear. It does, actually. I could see that on Prince. Yeah. It's quite a statement for the everyday. Yeah, for the everyday shop owner. Uh, she comes through with the demon knowledge, which, again, they should do more often. Mm. Uh, late next episode, there is a chance for her to just have demon knowledge. Yeah. And they just give it to Giles. And it's like, no, she's right there. 
You are not necessary anymore. Anya, with her demon knowledge, says that it's a hitchhiker grabbed onto Buffy as she was moving between dimensions. That's why you never pick up hitchhikers, guys. Don't do that. They also, could be weird ghosts. Yeah, also stranglers is a common thing. Both I mean, are bad. Equally it's not, bad. It's not really common. Statistically, it's like almost negligible the amount of any sort of criminal that gets picked up hitchhiking. Back when people hitchhiked. Like, I'm just saying, if you look at the statistics behind it like hitchhiking was not very dangerous comparatively to what the the impression is it's just a shady concept i mean i i, I can understand that there but. is no situation in which one i feel comfortable picking someone up or two i would want to be picked up because to me both situations just alarms go off in my head going rape just <laughs> no so you use a lot of ride share apps what like uber yeah no, that's all like in the thing. Like someone can track me and I can send you a map that says here is the exact location of Kristen in a car. They're held mm-hmm. accountable in those situations. In non-app situations, no one knows where the fuck I am. I mean, they could still be a crazy person who just like happens to work for a rideshare company. <laughs> sure, there are those. But they're again, they're just, you're not going to get away with that shit. Unless you're really good at it, guys. So practice. Basically, it comes down to justice. You can kill me, but you're not going to get away with it. <laughs> oh, okay. So that's that's really what you care <laughs> that's about. That's all I care about, that you're going to jail. Buffy tells the Scoobies about the dead pictures, and says, I figured I was just going crazy. Yep. <laughs> it's always reassuring to hear it in such a casual voice. Yeah. I just figured I was going crazy. I love Anya's reaction. Maybe you are going crazy from hell. No, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to realize that I'm like, no, you're fine. <laughs> and then again, Willow fishing for gratitude. <laughs> just stop. Willow. Just stop. It's not attractive. No one wants it. The Scoobies research possible hitchhikers, <laughs> including large and small bone eaters. I prefer small bone eaters. Well, that just means that they eat things with small bones, like you. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny to me. I want them to to like be. I like Anya when she's snide to Dawn Mm -hmm. because it's not like really mean spirited, it's just honesty. Yeah. And it does feel like people often kind of sugarcoat things for Dawn. Exactly. And it's like, we have to protect her from research. And I'm just like, no, that'll eat you. Yep. No, you're fine. <laughs> Buffy says, I miss Giles. Willa goes, I know I'm a poor substitute. Stop fishing. Yeah. Stop fishing. No one likes it. You are a poor substitute because you know what Giles never did? He never fished for no goddamn compliments. <laughs> he cleaned his glasses and got knocked unconscious. <laughs> and he took it like a champ. Yeah. Like a goddamn champ. Buffy decides to go for a patrol. Poor Dawn. I'll just stay here. You don't have to worry about me. Oh, talk about fishing. I'm fine. But at the same time, I that, understand. That, that, that one's a little more understandable because it's like, I, I, I'm I, assuming you used to love me, right, sister? Right. And it's such a change. Like, it's, yeah. this is such a clear indication that there's something wrong with Buffy mm-hmm. because it's a complete 180 from her usual overprotectedness. And granted, Lori is no longer trying to kill Dawn. So you can be like, you're fucking 14. You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> 
they're good. But also, like, I understand getting used to, like, but don't you, don't you, don't you care? <laughs> Buffy walks through the cemetery, and at one point, what foreshadowing? Pauses right in front of some tombstone thing that has angel wings, and so what? Buffy has angel wings. What could that possibly mean? She's angel in disguise. Clearly. I mean, yes. She she's brooding hardcore this episode. So and her her hair just sticks up a little bit. And I'm detecting a weird Irish accent. Yeah. And just like her brows becoming just slightly more prominent. She's wearing that shiny shirt. <laughs> the demon possesses Dawn. <laughs> and again, Anya, you're too young for coffee. Idiot. You can have my coffee. <laughs> I also feel like this guy, you kind of feel like it's Dawn getting back for her being bitchy to her earlier. Yeah. Idiot. <laughs> I don't like Demon Dawn. She breathes fire. She grits her teeth even more than regular Dawn. Lots of teeth gritting. Um, the fire effect is just kind of like. Oh. Bah. Bah. fire. <laughs> Clearly forced perspective. Yeah. I'm totally breathing this fire right now. <laughs> so here's uh, a nitty picky thing. That's a thing. That's a phrase. Nitty picky thing. Come to my aid. <laughs> Common phrases. You just don't know because you're not one of the cool kids. With your magic, I'll be the top maid. I'm just, it sounds like some kind of weird rhyming demon you'd summon her. Okay. Like a little gnome man that, well, it's like friends with Rumpelstiltskin. I'm so glad I remind you of a gnome man. Um, if all the other stuff in the spells, like Anya cutting her face, mm-hmm. she's not actually cut up, or like the glass that Buffy threw, whatever, yeah. that stuff disappeared. So when Dawn breathes fire, why are the books still on fire? Yeah, it's very inconsistent. And I could... I think what might be cool is if it like gradually got more powerful. So like yeah. first time there was no effect. Second time, like there was like a little cut that Anya got, but it wasn't like she'd fully slashed her face and then it was real fire. But it's just like, oh, it's not real. Hey, except sometimes it is. Yeah. And also a uh, weird scarab effect <laughs> tunnels around because they saw the mummy and like, hey, that's cool. <laughs> Scraps, you know. Buffy goes to Spikes and he gives what may be my favorite favorite spike speech he says i do remember what i said the promise to protect her if i'd have done that even if i didn't make it you wouldn't have had a jump but i want to know that i did save you not when i counted of course but after that every night after that i'd see it all again i do something different faster or more clever you know dozens of times lots of different ways every night i save you Spike. And it's like he busts his hand up to be closer to her. He punched the wall mm-hmm. and his hand hurts and her hand hurts. And she's like, your hand. And he's like, yours too. Aw, hand buddies. Hand buddies. <laughs> oh no, guys, Kristen's starting into a cat. <laughs> uh, Willow in the magic box. Wait, something goes. Tomogenesis. <laughs> I do like the little thing about uh, it's just a nice little character bit where um, Tara talks about seeing the sunrise from the wrong side. Uh, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a cute little moment. And I also agree with it. Chris and I had a lot of 
late night slash early mornings this weekend mm-hmm. filming yeah. a lot of like getting home at 4 a.m and i have to say i agree like i enjoy a pretty sunrise mm-hmm. and i usually wake up early most mornings and like watch the sunrise but like wow. man does it suck from the other side i'm the opposite way i i feel like if i'm up early enough to see the sunrise i'm like what's what's gone wrong why am I up this early? Mm-mm. If I stay up until the sunrise, I'm like, I accomplished something. I stayed up super no, late. Oh, I'm a morning person. <laughs> is that where we always record this at 6 a.m.? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is what I'm the most like with it brain-wise. Oh, then we can never record at 6 a.m. We we both got to be a little loopy. <laughs> that, that's where the magic happens. <laughs> Willow says it's not a hitchhiker. We made it. The world doesn't like us getting this huge gift for free, a.k.a. Buffy. Mm-hmm. So fine, but you have to take this too. <laughs> and I love Anya saying like, <laughs> okay, but that's a free, um, which it's not. Oh, yeah. because It's not buy one, get yeah. one. It's a free gift with purchase. Because yeah. Anya would know. Yeah, that's, that's you're using the wrong terminology. <laughs> um, Willis says, but it's temporary. It'll dissipate. You know, unless it kills Buffy. Thanks for the tip. Burp. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go burp some fire out. <laughs> oh, it's just gassy. Yeah, it's okay. We all get gassy. It's fine. We I mean, don't it's just... basically made of gas. Yeah. The ghosty thing attacks Buffy at home. For some reason, it can punch her, but she can't punch it. Fine. It's like ghost rolls. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, fine. Willow and Tara are doing a spell to make the ghost corporeal. And Will- the, the, the ghost uh, says, Ebenezer. <laughs> That's what this looks like. <laughs> also reminds me a little bit of the library ghost from Ghostbusters. Yes. Um, yeah. So I, I, I don't I mean, I appreciate that it's kind of a little more practical than you'd usually see, but it's not all the way there. No, they do not really have the budget for special effects. I feel like their their like monster costumes have gotten pretty good. Yeah. They stick, know how to do that. Yeah. St- stick to those. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, as much as, much as possible. That's where your lie. Let's not yeah. do computer generated stuff at all ever. Uh, Willow doesn't even need spells now. She just goes black eyes and goes solid. <laughs> and I, I love how like both kind of scared but also I think kind of like a little offended that that it's like what I, I, we're not gonna finish the spell together yeah i thought we were doing a spell like yeah. i kept chanting the words that we agreed to chant together and you just like jumped ahead fine okay beyonce you go ahead and break up destiny's child basically the chapter title for this section did you notice i only noticed because i had to pause and come back no what is it the chapter title is pg-13 that's the chapter title Why? because they have to shield dawn from the violence okay i guess i get it now i mean i don't support it but i get it but it's terrible Uh, yeah that's the chapter titles clearly should have been solid Uh, um i do have a very important question though yeah do you think when the uh child of words by the way awesome name uh, much better than the effect. Do you think when it turns solid and you see the head get cut off and you see like the inside of the head, you think that was nougat in there? <laughs> That's what it looks like. It's like delicious nougat. <laughs> okay. Follow-up question. The, the uh, what's it called? Child of Words? Yep. Great. It's white. Mm-hmm. White and ghosty. 
If it's nougat on the inside, does that mean it's white chocolate on the outside? I would think so, because that's more common to have like a white chocolate or like shell than like yogurt vanilla. dipped. Oh, if it's yogurt dipped, I don't want it. Oh, see, I feel the opposite. White mm. chocolate, boo, yogurt dipped, yay. Oh, no, you can you can have it if it's yogurt dipped. Same for white chocolate. White chocolate right. is disgusting. Okay, so when we get a child of words, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Maybe we'll be half and half. <laughs> like, are going to eat a ghost? <laughs> it's <Yeah>. dinner time. <laughs> Well, that was the original concept for Ghostbusters. They were just going to eat the ghost. Yes. Ghost eaters. It's just practical. No, yeah. waste not, want not. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next morning. Oh, no, sorry. So she kills it. And we went over. Yeah. Yeah. Nougat. That's the thing. It's kind of a lame death, too, because it's like mm. it becomes solid. It punches her a couple times and then she just cuts off its head. What did she cut off its head with? Just an axe that she had. She just had it. Yeah. I mean. It's a summer's house. They've yeah. just got access. They just have an axe, but it does seem kind of like... I mean, really... I have an aluminum bat next to the bed because mm-hmm. when I moved in uh, to my first apartment, my dad was like, I'm not comfortable with this. Yeah. Here's a bat. Um, so it's Buffy's version of the aluminum bat. Yeah. No, I'm not... So, so like, that I get. She would have just weapons about. But it's just like... A boot. A boot. Uh, it's just not like clever in any way. The way like Buffy just like oh, I'm just killing another demon. She doesn't do anything cool or badass yeah. Yeah. to do it. I get that you know it's kind of like Willow's magic is like the key to defeating this villain. But I would like Buffy to do a little something more. Yeah, it's a little MacGuffin. Oh, that's not the accurate description of MacGuffin. Well, I mean MacGuffin is whatever like instrument you need to keep the story moving. So I guess in a way it's 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 our MacGuffin. Sure. The next morning, Dawn is off to school. Buffy is finally dressed like Buffy again. Yeah. Thank fucking God, because it was weirding me out. Was it weirding you out? I mean, I think it felt appropriate for where the character was. At the Correct. Time. Yes, it felt appropriate that mm-hmm. she was not dressing like her normal self, but it was very like, I had a visceral reaction to like, I need you to like, go back to your closet and wear clothes that you would normally wear. Because something's wrong in my world. (laughs) This is the wish Buffy. I need Buffy Buffy. (laughs) (laughs) But she's got a a nice flowy skirt outfit thing. Uh, She made Dawn lunch. And Dawn says, things will be better now. For for dessert, it's child of words head. (laughs) That's fine if it's dipped in yogurt. (laughs) Dawn says, things will be better now that they can see you being happy. And she doesn't mean to yeah but this is a bad thing to say because mm-hmm. it prompts buffy to lie yeah. and pretend that she's okay when she's really not yeah. and i feel like this is the overarching lesson mm-hmm. for the season yeah of that people go th- i mean not the whole season but for at least this section of the season where yeah. buffy is depressed buffy mm-hmm. Or bummer Buffy, as we've established before. People go through depression. It happens to almost everyone at some point. Mm -hmm. Wanting them to snap out of it or just act happy just to make it easier on you is straight up cruel. It's not about you. Mm -hmm. Don't be a willow. (laughs) 
Don't make someone pretend to be happy or grateful or positive because it makes you happy or grateful or positive. Or just because you're uncomfortable with them being sad. Exactly. Like, who gives a shit if you're uncomfortable? This other person is going Mm -hmm. through some shit. Instead, be a dawn or a spike. Don't push. Just be there for Mm -hmm. them. So after Dawn says this thing that she didn't mean to say, but she said it and shouldn't have, Buffy goes to the magic shop where Willow... First of all, first offense, that shirt. She's wearing Elmo. Yeah, it's it's like, oh, I'm out of shirts. I do have that rug I haven't used yet. Uh, <laughs> Shag, stitch, stitch, stitch. bright red rug. That's like, it's just it. It's, it. It doesn't have a shape. It doesn't have sleeves. You know it's what it reminds me of? Terrible. You remember like back in the 90s, early 2000s, or maybe the, this was even later, mm. but my relatives or whatever got into it uh, late but when they'd have the kind of like fuzzy bath mat and toilet seat cover sets like the one in my bathroom yeah yeah it reminds me of one of those both in color and style Mm. but a shirt a shirt i was thinking i was hoping you were gonna say and i was like there's no way that mike is a guy as a straight guy he's like aware of this fashion trend um in like the late 90s, early 2000s, um, people were really into these shirts. And I think it was mostly moms. I know my mom mm. had a bunch where they like, it was like one size fits all and they came in a bag and it was like this um, springy material that would expand to whatever size you wanted. Oh, it. I remember those shirts. And it was yeah. like wrinkly and yeah. that kind of thing. Like this seems like it would be like, because it's so shapeless that it would be a similar thing. But yeah made out of elmo yeah and it seems to be like really hard pieces like it was literally like a refashioned something else yeah it like she cut a hole in a bath mat yeah pulled it over her head mm-hmm. and then stitched the sides yeah. not even that she stapled the sides, yeah, stapled the sides like, together. done i look good <laughs> tara's like that's nice sweetie <laughs> uh, guys i think we need to talk about willow she's <laughs> Wearing this weird rug shirt. I know, I know, like, eyed. Buffy's priority number one. But once Buffy's better, we got to work on Willow. This is the first uh, sign that it's going to be a bad season for Willow. Yep. Someone should have intervened sooner. <laughs> Buffy thanks them for bringing her back. <sighs> and I feel like instinctually, before she goes outside and talks to Spike, instinctually, some part of me understands that this is wrong. And I'm going to attribute it, attribute it to SMG's acting skills mm. because like if what she were saying were true, A, I think I'd be like crying happy tears. And I definitely am like, mm, I'm uncomfortable in this situation. And I feel like Joss would have written it differently. He would have mm. written it in a way that like, this seems exactly like what Buffy would say in this mm. moment and it's it's very like the way people speak, but in a really touching way. And instead, it's too perfect yeah. and very facetious and one dimensional mm-hmm. of just like you brought me back and I was in a terrible place. And thank you. And you're like, mm, I'm not I'm feeling love in a hopeless place. I'm just not. I'm not feeling anything. They have a group hug. They sing mm-hmm. Kumbaya. And I'm like, I'm dead on the inside because I feel nothing. Like Buffy. Have fun, guys. <laughs> but again, I think this is on purpose yeah. because Buffy then exits the magic shop and finds Spike straight up trapped. 
Yeah. He's trapped. He's just like, oh, well, this is this is a bad idea. I'm fucked. I either have to go join the group hug, which, blech, <laughs> or die a horrible, fiery death that I can't choose. <laughs> and she says, I just wanted to be alone, but he can't leave. I can be alone with you here. Thank you. Yeah, that's kind of like, I don't know if that's like, because I trust you or because I just don't consider you a being. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's either really sweet or really insulting. Possibly both. Spike kind of serves the same purpose that the Buffy bot served um, for Buffy. That, mm-hmm. like, because he's an outsider, yeah. she can be honest with him. And he's not going to go, like, tattle to the Scooby and be like, dude, this is what's up with Buffy. It's yeah. like, no, you're and yeah. kind of my walking diary. And, yeah, and you know he's not going to judge her. Right, exactly. And everyone else might in some way or, like, just, like, gush apologetically if, you know, she told them the truth. And I feel like that's so important to this season, the Mm -hmm. idea that, like, why does her relationship with Spike change so much Mm -hmm. season six? And it's because he is the one person being living thing that 100% will not judge her no matter what she says or does. Mm Mm-hmm. And the, she's therefore able to open up to him in a yeah. way that she can't with anyone else. And being truthful with someone mm-hmm. bonds you in a way that lying to someone does not. Just yeah. ask my ex-wife. <laughs> God, uh, so she has this monologue. Kind of an embarrassing story. My senior year of college, mm-hmm. my roommate was in... Um, her junior year directing class. And for that, she had to choose anybody in the theater department and assign them two monologues and direct them in them. And Mm -hmm. because she was my roommate, she's like, will you do it? Will you be my actor? And I was like, embarrassing and weird, but okay. And the, this is the dramatic monologue that she assigned me. Wow. Cause she and I are Buffy friends. Um, And she was just like, I know, you know, this monologue. Mm -hmm. So I know that we don't have to like, discuss emotional background like Mm -hmm. you you've just got this um so yeah i did this monologue for my senior class uh buffy says that she actually was not in hell as everyone assumed she was she was happy she thinks she was in heaven but her friends ripped her out and she can never tell them it's a real fun episode ends on a real positive note Mm -hmm. This is the truth that the last speech was totally lacking. And this is the one that makes me feel things Mm -hmm. because it's true. And it makes so much sense when you look at it from the idea of like, Mm -hmm. like for us every day in the world, like you might go through depression, things might get hard. You might have a bad day, but ultimately like you deal, you keep going. But if you compared your every day to say heaven. Yeah. Yeah. That would, this would feel like hell. Sure. Yeah. Cause yeah, it's, it's like gotta be basically as bad as, as, as bad as you can imagine hell being mm-hmm. just imagine the other way. And then wouldn't this just feel like hell, which is like the equidistant from the mm-hmm. two different points. Yeah. That's uh pretty rough. And it explains the wall that she puts up between herself and her friends. And yeah, you feel resentful. Like even mm-hmm. if they did, they didn't know they had the best yeah. intentions, but still I would resent the fuck out of someone for dragging me out of heaven. Yeah. And then they would feel guilty and they would never be able to like 
normally interact with them, or at least mm-hmm. not for a long time, it would be just, yeah, incredibly awkward. I could see why she went with the decision to not tell them. Sure. I wouldn't want to tell them either, but still you wouldn't be able to shake this this feeling of like, but fuck you guys. (laughs) And you can see that already in this, like in the very beginning of this episode, before we find this out, you can see like, Ooh, she, she's pissed at these people. And then she leaves and he can't follow. Oh, poor little spiky. He doesn't have his blankie. (laughs) Um, interesting bit about this. I didn't really remember this until this time watching in a, in a major way. When I, you know, talked about first watching Buffy, FX reruns, started maybe end of the uh, Adam era, then watched all season five, you know, beyond kind of on FX. I think this was the first time I remember being really, truly sucker punched by an episode. Mm. Because I think I had already just kind of through pop culture osmosis heard about, you know, Buffy dies in the series a couple times and comes back. Mm -hmm. So, like, the end of the last season, while I remember liking that episode and be like, oh, this is a really cool episode. Uh, I I definitely want to, you know, keep watching this. This was the first time that I I was able to be really shocked by an episode. I think in some ways that was almost like when I stopped being just, like, a casual view and being more of a fan Mm. um, was the end of this episode. Because I was like, "That that is such a good twist for this character. And be and like really starting to engage with it on a, on a, on a t- taking it a little bit more seriously than I think I had been before. Again, I was also like, you know, super young and an idiot. So maybe I wasn't engaging on it on another level before because I was just an idiot. But yeah, I definitely have a very distinct memory of this being an important moment in watching Buffy to me. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. That's great. So are you, in general, you're a fan of this app? Well, that's the thing though. I love this ending. Rewatching it, I'm not sure if I like the episode as a whole as much. A lot of this episode is people being worried mm-hmm. as opposed to making like active decisions. It feels like it needed something else to kind of have more plot going through than the child of words, which seems kind of bare bones and just kind of let's have some spooky scare stuff in here instead of actually being something to really drive it forward and it just being very kind of this is where everyone's at emotionally but not really pushing anyone story-wise forward until this end which is great Mm -hmm. so i I have very mixed feelings about this episode i think that's a great summation i feel i feel the same way i think you just put something into words that i didn't know how to express Mm. but yeah the child of words it's like two minutes of screen time and the rest of it's kind of like i really like the early moments Mm -hmm. i like seeing dawn with buffy and that gives me kind of like sad but happy feelings of like you know sister taking care of sister and then her reconnection with spike is Mm -hmm. such a big moment for me the scoobies kind of just it seems not only like they're kind of sucking it up majorly but Mm -hmm. it also kind of seems out of character yeah but like when did willow become like me 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 yeah, like she's so always been about it. such yeah. a sympathetic person and like i can see a little bit of that especially as you know as she's getting further into the 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 lure of magic Be- she is becoming a little bit more selfish but this seems like way too far along that track yeah for this point in in her development right um it seems kind of more like a xander thing mm. 
Um, so yeah, it, I always have kind of eh feelings about this. Great moments within a meh episode. Yeah. Okay, I think it's time to take a break and hear from our sponsor. Murder, robbery, arson, kidnapping, torture, cannibalism, and countless other crimes are committed every day. Why commit them alone? Fashnik stands before you. Tremble or strike, there is no alternative. Fashnik is his name, and demonic mayhem is his game. Nothing makes him happier than hearing the sound of crunching bones, blood-curdling screams, and bargains. That's why Sunnydale's number one archfiend, Mfashnik, Demon for Hire, is offering you, the squirming masses, a once-in-a-lifetime offer. Isn't that right, Mfashnik? That is correct. I deign to pass the savings on to you. Tell them all about it, Denise. Thanks, Mfashnik. This month only, Mfashnik, Demon for Hire, is offering first-time customers half-off mutilations. And for our loyal dismembering membership club, we are offering free decapitations with every slain. You heard that right. It's our half-off and heads-off special. Yes, I shall rend the flesh of the weak. Best the mightiest warriors of man in fatal combat. Or just kind of mess up a bank lobby. Whatever you need. The debt that will be owed to me cannot be paid in cash. Only blood. The death of a slayer. Or most major credit cards will satisfy me. To summon Mfashnik, contact your local Dark Warlock or visit www.mfashnik.ugh. I'm Mfashnik, demon for hire. That's Mfashnik because I'm... <sighs> bad. Oh, devil, that was humiliating. What? I'm still on mic? This commercial was live? What the fuck? It's time to put Afterlife back on the shelf and open the books on Flooded. Buffy confronts a drippy pipe. She tightens the pipe. (laughs) Want me to call a plumber? The drip stops. Whoa! The entire basement explodes! <laughs> it's, it's a bit much. I love it. Um, the dawn... Er, the dawn exploding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna hear any more. <laughs> the water exploding onto dawn. <laughs> Just, it had me going. <laughs> How many takes do they have to do and can I watch them all? <laughs> Again, I love Dawn this season. It was just, it was very good physical comedy. <laughs> just picture her being all like, <laughs> See, I don't mind that. It's just like the sheer number and of pipes burst and water that comes out is so cartoonishly over okay, the Okay, have you ever like had, like had a plumbing issue, had to tighten a pipe and had water come out? Yeah, but it doesn't come out from seven different places it simultaneously. It doesn't, but it kind of feels like it. I I get like a little bit. It's, but it's so, like, so stressful. Like three different places, yeah, not seven. I know, but it's so stressful. This I, I find joy in this. <laughs> Xander's plumber friend. Tito. Tito. <laughs> it says they need a full copper repipe. 
Which, by the way, when the theater was under construction a few years ago, Uh and they had to tear down all the walls to see what was on the inside, Mm -hmm. and there's just all these copper pipes everywhere. That's the only thing the lobby was. I could not stop screaming, no more full full copper copper repipe! And no one else understood (laughs) what I was talking about. Just every day at work, no more full copper repipe! Blank stare. Like once in a while, um, is that like a mommy dearest reference? <laughs> She's our boss. I think you have to laugh. <laughs> so even though Xander's friend's supposed to cut them a deal, that's that's costly no matter what. Willow and Tara tell Buffy, "You're broke." I have questions. Yep. Willow and Tara are staying there. Mm-hmm. I presume rent free. Where are their jobs? Uh, they're, you know, college students. They're not contributing? They're, uh, they have a computer on one side of the dining room. Together they owe half the mortgage and half the grocery bills. And if you said that you were going to be guardians of Dawn mm-hmm. when Buffy was dead and take care of her, no. guess whose fucking job the finances are now? Mm-hmm. Yours. Well, Presumably so- nobody should have spent any money I, I mean i know they don't want exposure but couldn't they find some kind of job that buffy bot could have done hey you know that construction job that buffy doesn't really do well later but buffy bot would do fine buffy bot would have been fine yeah. especially with like xander there to like oh let me help you out buffy you're acting a little weird not to mention willow did such a good job fixing up that bot she doesn't need any more college, okay? She can, like, m- just, transfer those skills pretty lucratively. produce, you know, you know, animatronic robots. It's the Fulber problem She's... all over again. <laughs> Buffy's got some good jokes, but the Scoobies find it macabre. Uh, she says bur- we could burn the house down, collect the insurance. You know, it's money. It's not the end of the world, which is too bad because I'm really good at that. These are good jokes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they should be laughing at these. Also, they should be paying rent. Mm-hmm. There's a weird moment in this scene where they like talk about, you know, what uh, Joyce had done. Mm-hmm. And Anya is sitting on the side, but her back is facing the camera. Mm-hmm. And she really looks like Joyce for a second to me. And it weirded me out. <laughs> I was like, well, is she here? Is she a ghost? Is the first here? I was like, no, that doesn't happen. I think it's just Anya's hair keeps changing this season. <laughs> it does. Anya suggests charging for slain. Mm-hmm. Everyone looks like their response to her is pretty great. Yeah. She's like Spider-Man, which starts a debate. Mm-hmm. Action is his reward. <laughs> and Anya storms out. And she's not really pissed about Spider-Man. She's mm-hmm. pissed about the proposal. Your best friend, Spider-Man. And uh, to Xander's credit, he admits that he's scared. He finally mm-hmm. comes forward. And he's like, okay, I'm not, not telling everyone because... Buffy and whatever and your excuses made no sense anyways Um, but I'm scared too because hey this is a huge thing Mm -hmm. I appreciate that but also like if don't propose unless you have every intention of Mm -hmm. marrying someone well and especially like even if it's like we don't have a date set out and we're still gonna maybe have to do a little bit of saving like if you can't make it public then there's something wrong yes like, you could have a public engagement that maybe goes a year or two. Sure. But if you can't make it public, there's something... 
It's happy news. You yeah. should want to scream it mm-hmm. from the rooftops. Yeah. Chris and I had a large or a long engagement. It is very hard to plan a wedding. Mm-hmm. The venue we wanted was booked for two years straight. Like it just, our my pastor was on sabbatical, which I don't really understand what that means, but he was out. Mm-hmm. Like, so like long engagement, fine. But like, this should be something that you are so happy to like, yeah. just tell everyone. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, what's a fun word to say? Fiance. Fiance. And it's and it's such a, a cruelty that you can only say it for like a little while. That's the thing, is just it's a fun word to say. Mm-hmm. Say it as much as you Fiance. can. You'll it you'll you'll you only get to say that for a very short period of your life. Makes me feel like I know French. Right. <laughs> Buffy tries to take out a loan. She brings old report cards. Now, I get <laughs> the comedy of it. But logically, Buffy was not a particularly good student. She was smart and she tested well. Yes. But she was not a good student. You could have brought your SAT score. That would have made sense. That would have made sense. She uh, I mean, you don't these don't really count as report cards, but she did well in college. Yeah. But also I feel like when one of your teachers is killed by a Frankenstein monster they create, your grades are a little suspect. Sh- uh, yeah. But college if they had said like SAT scores and college transcripts, mm-hmm. That shows you're responsible. Sure. Yeah, no, don't show them your French score. No. Wasn't that the one she bombed or was it history? Was it English? I don't know. She didn't do well in school. Yeah. I mean, she literally had to like transfer schools. It was being threatened by principals to be expelled. Let's not bring high school into it. You you do not have anything to brag about there. Unless they were just sold their like middle school records before she became the Slayer and she was like doing really well. (laughs) Uh, The bank guy says you have no income, no job. Which is a really good point. Why, before you go for a loan, mm-hmm. would you not be like, well, I should get a job? Because yeah. that's what everyone has. Like, even if you got a loan, mm-hmm. got it for like the pipes. Because sure, people yeah. people take out loans for home improvement all the time. How are you going to pay that back? I, I guess the thought is we need to fix the pipes right away because then otherwise we won't have water. And we can't fix the pipes without money. Although I feel like Xander could probably say, like, hey, Tito, could we, like, put this on, like, layaway? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, put them on a payment plan. Yeah. But, yeah, it does seem weird that it's almost like, well, we're not at that episode yet. We can't ever talk about trying to find a job. Yeah. This is before GoFundMe. That this, that would be the modern version of yeah. this. She just started GoFundMe. I don't know how Mfashnik would come into it then. <laughs> a monster attacks the bank. Buffy can't find in a pencil skirt. <laughs> I'm glad that, I mean, like, she's fought so many times in a hippie skirt and yeah. mini skirts. Like, at least they address at some point that, yeah. like, hey, kicks in a skirt. Not easy. I do find it weird that she asks to use the letter opener, letter opener, opener and then puts it back. Like, that's a weapon you could use against the monster. That's a good point. This was dumb. Yeah. Dumb, sweetheart. Although, like, the, the once she cuts the big slit in her skirt with the letter opener... I like the skirt way more. Yeah. It's a hot skirt now. <laughs> it's not I'm a mom skirt. Yeah. It's like a mom skirt with like a hint of thigh. Ooh. Like, mm, yeah, that's how you're supposed to dress in your mid-20s. Like, I'm a responsible adult with a little bit of thigh showing. <laughs> Watch out, fellas. <laughs> this lady's got gibbs. <laughs> the security guard tries to help. And he, d- he honestly does. Put yeah. the girl down. He's trying to save the day. Uh, um, Fashnik throws her mm-hmm. into him yeah. and she picks up his gun and says, these things never helpful. Then she throws it and the, the bullet goes off 
I do kind of wish, like, what if that had just killed someone? It's no, like, it's oh, not. No. It's that the bull doesn't go off because she throws it. I didn't think because it immediately cuts to another security guard fighting with a demon. So I thought the other security guard fired a shot. I I think then it's poor sound editing that she throws the gun. And after she throws the gun, there's a gunshot sound effect and she winces. Because mm-hmm. that implies to me the comedy bit of I threw something, it hit something and made noise. Like, sure. Yeah. You know, the classic throwing something off screen and you hear a cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good so, point. It's a gunshot. Maybe it should be a, it should be a gunshot than a cat. <laughs> this Why is, is our cat in this bank? This is a line that's requoted often mm-hmm. uh, by Buffy fans. These things never helpful. Also, could be the thesis of this season. I don't know what you mean. No, nope. don't know when that's going to come back up again. I do always remember that being a line when she confronts the werewolf hunter in season two, mm. and this is. Way off. Yep. <laughs> four seasons later. Just four seasons. <laughs> After she chases the demons out, she uh, sits back in front of the banker and says, I'm not saying I'm charging you for saving your life, but... And he still turned her down. Like, at least, like, some kind of... I, I've, I've got to imagine, as a high-level uh, bank employee... He could have done something. Maybe not like a f- the full loan she wanted. Half the amount. But you know, something. Higher interest rate. Yeah. Yeah. And like, there's a line later that like his argument was like, she chased them out, but they still got all the money and did a lot of damage to the bank. How was that her fault? Yeah, you didn't die. Yeah. You could have died. Was he like Walter packing it, thinking that she staged the whole thing to get the loan? Because that's a weird way to get a loan. Maybe she should have. Yeah. Uh, Willow is commiserating with Buffy as she works the bag. And I like that this is just like, this just kind of sums up the credit industry. We're not going to give you money unless you prove you don't need it. Yep. That is a really good point. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes, credit sucks. Uh, Willow's excited that Buffy's feeling this huge amount of anger. So she tries to piss her off more. I slept with Riley. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I slept with Angel. Like, what are you doing? Pissing you off? Yes. True. Willow says, you know, you just haven't been big on the range of emotions lately. Mm-hmm. And Willow looks at her with a blank face. And Willow backs off. She's like, never mind. Why not just tell her? Finish that sentence. Yeah. Like, I really wanted to, her to be like, and therefore, like, I was, it, it felt like you were back to Buffy because you were feeling feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like the, the Scoobies are kind of letting Buffy down. So far this season. As a friend, yeah. That it's just like this I want I want someone to be like, dude, talk to me. Like, you know, like I, not like what's wrong? Well, she just came back from the dead. That's what's wrong. Like the yeah. there's a way to phrase it that where you're like, you're a dummy. Mm-hmm. But there's a way to phrase it about like, tell me about what you're feeling. Talk yeah. to me. Like I'm I'm here for you. You can tell me whatever. I'm not gonna Yeah, you know. I'm not going to judge you. I'm whatever you need. You know, I'm here. Uh, the magic box. Xander still won't tell anyone about the engagement. Yeah. Red flags on you. Red flags. Yeah. Like, ugh. Um, so she tries to dare him into it. And he says, do you really want me to, uh, announce our proposal on a dare? Mm-hmm. I do like her saying, captain logic is not steering this tugboat. I smell captain fear at the wheel. <laughs> Don't think she's old enough for research. Dodoy. How old was Buffy when she was called as a slayer? Yeah, like, ar- arguably at 
at most, maybe Dawn is like a year younger. She can, if that younger than Buffy was when she started fighting demons, yeah. and she's just asking to help with research, yeah. reading books. Then, oh my god, it has a picture of a penis. I hope she's been through health health class. Um, I don't think they show too many demon penises. It's more like herpes sores. I mean, worse. I'd rather see a demon penis. <laughs> Anyways, she sees a demon penis. It's a, a weird p- place for a horn. Yep. It's not a horn. <laughs> Dawn finds a demon immediately after that. Mmm, fashnik. Mm. Like, mmm, cookies. Fashnik. They're, you know, wondering why a demon would rob a bank. Mm-hmm. And Bobby says, maybe they turned down his loan application. You guys. Now who's the one who's dead inside? That was funny. No, that's, yeah. And they're just like staring at her. Like, y'all are the ones that are dead on the inside. <laughs> that was a quality joke. Yeah. It was it was a little topical. It, you know, played off expectations well. It was a nice little twist. It's great. It's G-rated. Mm-hmm. All points Fun all around. Fun for the whole family. Hey, Mike. What? Mike. What? Mike. Who? Giles is home. <gasps> Papa Giles! <laughs> Giles came home. Can you imagine how fucking weird this is for him? Yeah. I put myself in my shoes. I'm like, um, no, you were dead. Yeah. <laughs> you were dead. And I went back to my home country. And now you're not. Like, what? What? And he says, you're a miracle. But then I always thought so. Papa Giles. Giles. You're so sweet. Mm. Oh, he says, I went home, met with the council, met with a few old friends. Major point here. Okay, yeah. so I did some math. Mm-hmm. Beep, boop, bop, boop, beep, boop. Got it. So Giles has been gone, by my count, for at most three days, 72 hours. It is weird that he leaves the same day. They call him. He says he's coming back, but he says it may take a few days to get a plan. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like looking at the continuity of the episodes. Oh, okay. Because bargaining is a day and a half, maybe. Mm-hmm. And um, Afterlife is directly after that. Yeah. And now we're in Flooded. So 72 hours. Do we know that Flooded's directly after Afterlife? It seems pretty darn close. Maybe th- three days as opposed to two. Like that he's actually been in England. Okay. I'm going to say he's been gone for 72 hours. The flight to England mm-hmm. from LAX, not Sunnydale Airport, because I don't know where that is, is 22 hours. Okay. So, including picking up your luggage, mm-hmm. I'm saying he was home for a total of 24 hours. So I asked the stackers, mm-hmm. how do you think he spent his 24 hours home? Megan said <laughs> he made repo and stole her heart all over again. <laughs> and then everyone else had the same answer. Oh, okay. What did Giles do on his one day home? Uh, drink tea. Olivia. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. <laughs> that, that, I, I, I like that read because then in the next scene where he's like, uh, I uh, met with the council a and few uh, friends. For a few friends. Uh, almost made a new one. Um, Olivia wasn't into that. but uh, <laughs> Even the second he was like, almost made a new one. I'm like, mm. he went to a swingers party. 
<laughs> like near universal answer. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Buffy actually opens up to Giles. He says, how are you really? She says, you know, I woke up in a box. So dreams aren't that great. Yeah. She's being honest here. Anya tells him, you can't have the store back. You sign papers. (laughs) (laughs) Very Anya of her. And this is where Giles has the demon knowledge that I wanted Anya to have. But it's Mm got to be Giles just because he's back. Mm, Fashnik is a notorious demon for hire. So... Who's powerful enough to control it? Is it the mayor? Is he back? Editing joke. M. Fashnik, by the way, as he returns to his employers, mm-hmm. uh, is definitely wearing one of Angel's shirts. Yep. It is It is shiny and red. Well, you need a place to stay. It's like, do you have any place that's especially good for demons and vampires? <laughs> This place was a bunch of old stuff and a lot of concrete walls. Sounds good. <laughs> M. Fashnik looks like, I think, a cross between the Fish Boys and the Polgara. Mm. So what you're saying is that uh, M. Fashnik has needs. Yeah, and some pointy hand stuff. <laughs> uh, he is pissed. He said, I got you your money. Now I want the head of the Slayer. <gasps> and we reveal the trio. <laughs> Made of Warren Mears, yep. who made April the Robot and the Buffybot. Mm-hmm. Class act. Jonathan. Last time we saw him was Superstar. Mm-hmm. And Andrew, Tucker's brother. <laughs> Tucker, who had, did the demon dogs at prom. Mm-hmm. Andrew did what? Flying monkeys at the school play. Yeah. Right? Um, I always just kind of assumed that they wanted the actor that played Tucker, but couldn't get him. Yeah, that's that was the case. Okay. Although I kind of, I mean, nothing against the actor who who played the he wasn't older great. brother. Um, yeah, maybe he would have been better in a larger role. I don't particularly know either way, but I love Tom Lank in this oh role. Oh my God, so. I, I just love Tom Lank. Yeah. Period. We can stop that sentence there. Yeah. He's fabulous. Yeah. Um, and also, I just really like the ongoing joke of, like, Andrew, who? Tucker's brother. Yeah. Uh, they are surrounded by money. Mm-hmm. And right away, we establish an important dynamic here. Warren is the brains. Yeah. Everyone is mean to Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Like, this is just, the, you can tell Andrew's just a sniveling little lapdog. Yeah. Um, it's very Three Stooges. It's like, mm. it's like uh, Warren is Moe. Uh, Andrew would be Larry. And then uh, Curly or Curly Joe or uh, Shemp or whoever, whichever third stooge you prefer, um, is is Jonathan. And M. Fashnick says, I will kill the leader. And immediately Warren and Andrew are like, oh, mighty Jonathan. <laughs> says, I will beat your subjects. And then they have issues. Yeah. And that is like, I mean, again, I get the comedy of it, but it seems especially, especially for Andrew, like a little too like evil of them to not even think about trying to help him in any way until they're threatened. I really want Jonathan to be like, I'm done with you assholes. Like most of this season, I'm just like, Jonathan, come on. Come on. Come on, man. You are not a terrible guy. Like you you made stupid decisions, but like. Choose your friends. Well. You deserve better, Jonathan. I mean, make an empire and on the show billions now he's doing fine he's doing great he's doing, he's he's doing, doing really well he's doing very well um, 
they promised to kill the Slayer mm-hmm. for Fashnik. I have a question. Yep. Um, so and when they first established, and you can, I think you see it in a couple other shots, you know, they're on their beanbag chairs on a pile of money. Mm-hmm. That's all fine. In the background is a TV. <laughs> I know. On the TV <laughs> yes. is a video game being played. By itself. By who? I mean, Warren developed a software that just beats the video game without you having to do anything. Clearly. I mean, like, I know some games you can, like, replay what you just did. Or maybe it's, like, the demo screen. But Mm. it seems like... You couldn't think of anything else to establish that these guys are nerds than, like, uh, video games? Yeah. I mean, this really looks to me like you can um, YouTube walkthroughs of games if you're stuck and watch what other people do. But, like, have been around. Yeah. And I don't know why they would just have that going in the. Like, I mean, I'm going to go with Warren program something to beat a game Mm -hmm. because he couldn't do it. That's so sad. (laughs) I mean, I'm not great at video games. My uh, go-to move, <laughs> this is one reason why um, I I always play multiplayer games is mm. because I really enjoy video games, but I'm not very good at them. Yeah. I need you to be good at them so I can... <laughs> you just got to hang back and leech off. I'll never get to the next level. Um, my go-to move, because I'm not very good at like crouching behind things and aiming, is to mm. run right up to the bad guy so I can get like shoot him in the head. But that means he's probably going to kill me first. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I definitely do a lot of that. I I think part of that might be I just maybe I grew up on games where it was just like you run around and shoot. It's not like let me crouch. No and strategy. Then yeah. And then beep, beep, boo. I think I have bad eyesight. I can't see shit. I got to run right up to it. <laughs> Is that a bad guy? Are you a bad guy, sir? Oh, I am in no way old. <laughs> <laughs> Giles is sleeping on the couch. They talk about money stuff, and he says, don't worry, we'll figure it out together. Aww. But Buffy doesn't really connect with him, and he notices that he's like, I'm being supportive and trying to, like, I'm, like, looking for a hug. Uh, rejected. And she's like, night. <laughs> okay. Wow. Did did you develop a social disorder? In, I in know hell? what she developed. Sepsis. Sepsis. Uh, Warren is really into killing Buffy <laughs> right away. Yeah. Because he's the worst. And here's the thing. You do not have much of a grudge. You should not have much of a grudge. I don't think it's a grudge. I think it's like, I I think he's such like a... a, a Sociopath? A sociopath, like a sniveling little worm of a man. That he... I'm not sure if it was his original plan, but he definitely sees it as a benefit to get rid of Buffy because he knows that she will become a problem for them eventually. That they can't just, you know, run over the town and take over Sunnydale with mm-hmm. the Slayer still there. Maybe this guy will kill her. Mm-hmm. That's good for me. And he doesn't see any moral implications because he's a sociopath and the worst. And I hate him. But he just wanted a girlfriend. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> I feel so many feelings about <laughs> this. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Warren, you suck so bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just overcome yeah. with hatred. Well, that is one thing I, I really like, and I'm sure we'll touch on that later on in the season about these characters. Cause I, I feel like it'd be easy to write them off as like, Oh, these are just like lame nerd stereotypes. But I think it is like 
an interesting commentary on a part of the community and a lot of people that would tend to be fans of Buffy and some of the darker elements of that. There is uh, a side to like nerdier, geekier things that uh, can be misogynistic or uh, even just more generally exclusive mm. um, and elitist in, in a weird way, even though that seems so counterintuitive to me because like, isn't the whole point of being into nerdy, geeky shit that you're into this because uh, it, mm-hmm. it's it's something that accepts you. So wouldn't mm-hmm. you want to pass on that acceptance? As opposed to, other to like, you're not as big a geek as me, and yeah. I know this rarely seen edition of mm-hmm. this thing, and you don't, so you're not as cool slash geeky as me. Yeah, like, oh, it doesn't count because you don't know as much as me. Yeah. You're not a real fan unless you've memorized every episode. It's like, I'm, guys, if you're listening right now, I'm fine if you have not. Memorize every episode of Buffy. I'm even fine if you haven't watched every episode of Buffy. We just like talking about it. <laughs> yeah. We like talking about it. We're not saying you're any less of a person for, you know, not having seen every episode of Buffy three times. Nor are we claiming that we are walking encyclopedias of it. Because no. we're not. No. Grammed. Uh, also, to bring up retractions, I definitely referred to bargaining as becoming on an episode. And so. I definitely did not catch it at all. <laughs> so, uh, so Andrew and Jonathan are better people and are not really into killing Buffy no. and would much rather work on their to-do list to take mm-hmm. over Sunny- Sunnydale. Shall we go over their steps? <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of weird repetition that I, I think says something. <clears throat> Step number one. Control the weather. Seems reasonable. Sean Connery tried it. Sure. As someone who's always cold, I would like this. Step number two, miniaturize Fort Knox. This would only be good if you could then undo it, is the thing. Yeah. Because then you just have a small amount of gold. You just have a little bit of gold. Unless you're just into like chaos theory and you want to just cause problems. Uh, number three. Ooh, they, it could be like mm. a like a um one of those you know villain plots where it's all about like we're gonna make the investments then screw something up to make the money. So like if they oh, invested yeah, sure. in something that would get screwed up, if the gold market got screwed up, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, long con. Mm-hmm. Number three, conjure fake IDs. Let's pause here. Conjure, <laughs> yeah, implies magic. Yeah. Warren created a fully functional humanoid robot. I think you can make a fake idea. Yeah. You can make one that has the hologram and fucking scans. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, it seems like that's that's pretty doable. If you can if you can recreate an actual human face, you could probably recreate a little plaster card. Artificial intelligence, no problem. Little hologram dealy, fuck that. Oof. That's you know, too it's much just for so me. Shiny. That's gonna need magic. <laughs> Number four, shrink ray. I'd like no. to point out that you need this <laughs> before step two, where you miniaturize or, Fort Knox. Or is it just like any way we can miniaturize Fort Knox, guys? If it's a shrink ray, that's great. If not, we'll do it another way. This but is- eventually, we gotta get a shrink ray. Poor planning and organizational skills. Yeah. Start with the shrink ray. Mm-hmm. Maybe that works on Fort Knox. If yeah. it doesn't, you still have a shrink ray and you can come up with other ideas of how mm-hmm. to miniaturize Fort Knox. 
you also need a bigger ray. If you're going to have a shrink ray, you mm-hmm. need an unshrink ray. Unless it's a setting on your shrink ray. I'm just thinking ahead. They need to have these organizational skills. Mm-hmm. Number five, girls. Number six, girls. Okay. Why twice? Because <laughs> they uh, just for emphasis. Just so important. Like we really want girls, guys. Number. You know what, you know what I feel like it was. It was yeah. like Jonathan said girls, and then and then Andrew's like, yeah, girls. Like, right, I've said something too. You said what I said, but I I said just write it down. Yeah. Just write it down. I would I want it to be on there three times is my thing because later on they're girls, like girls 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 yeah. <laughs> later on they're like and chicks 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 I'm like so three <laughs> I times. Love that line it's so he's such a fucking nerd. <laughs> but it should be on there three times. Yeah. I'd be happier if it said girls girls girls. Um, it only says all? two. There's three of you. Yeah. Andrew's gay. Yeah. Two. Number seven. The gorilla thing. <laughs> <laughs> Which they explain later is trained gorillas. Yeah. What are they trained to do? I'm assuming they're like your bodyguard muscly guys. Yeah, they're like your your gorilla manservants, army, whatever you want them to be. Force squad, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that one uh, Planet of the Apes sequel. Yeah. yeah. And number eight, not on the list, but mentioned, workable prototype jetpacks. Science question. <laughs> I can get behind that. <laughs> if they're workable, are they prototypes? If your prototype isn't workable, then you never get past that. But like, the, do you really want a prototype jetpack or you just want a jetpack? Like get past the prototype till it's functional and there's no issues or bugs and you've just got a workable jetpack. I think it's their nerdy thing of like just the fact that there isn't something that's gotten to that stage. It's like obviously what you really want is a jetpack you can use every day. But they're like, the the scientific thing that hasn't been met yet is a workable prototype jetpack. Okay, fine. That's that's how I see it. Yeah, small potatoes. I'm saying get pat. You're oh, just, did you not clean behind your ears? You're, th- <laughs> you're thinking small. Think bigger. Mm-hmm. Past the bugs of the prototype. Yeah. Well, they, they, they don't think very big. I love the flashback that they have. You guys want to? team up and take over Sunnydale okay yeah all right <laughs> Boren gives Buffy's name address and phone number to Mfashnik which seems to satisfy him no. was that so hard to get I think she's listed yeah it, well, I, th- <laughs> I feel like Mfashnik is not the smartest demon in the demon pack Giles and Willow are in the kitchen mm. and you can just feel like this is going to be where Giles lays like a moral smackdown. Mm, even, I mean, like, granted, I know it's coming. And therefore, any time in this episode that Giles and Willow are in the same room, yeah. I'm so nervous for her. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, no, don't be left alone with him. <laughs> He's going to lay down the law. Yeah. You're going to regret this. <laughs> and he says, you're a very stupid girl. He says, you know, I expected that you would have known that in the, mm-hmm. the consequences, that magic of this magnitude would have at this point i reminded of willow floating the pencil and causing the sudden rain or no she was this wasn't floating pencil this was when she uh lit the barbecue yes and didn't balance the forces or whatever Mm -hmm. and she says i did what no one else could do and he says oh others could do that you just don't want to meet them foreshadowing Mm -hmm. and she says they're bad guys i'm not a bad guy 
foreshadowing. Uh, and also, I feel maybe maybe this is just reading too much into it because this was became more of like a, a a subject of of talk later on. But just the whole like nice guy syndrome. Mm. It reminds me of that in a way that you know, obviously, the trio touches on that kind of uh, feeling of like. But, like, I deserve to have a woman because I'm not an asshole. Like, that's not how that works. Um, <laughs> you know, women have uh, free wills and, and minds of their own. Maybe they just don't want to be with you because they, they, they're independent human beings, as are you. Here's a hint. If you think you deserve a woman separate from her feelings about you, mm-hmm. you are an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it's how that that's whole thing of, like, but I'm a, I'm a nice guy, so I deserve it. I feel like there's a similar sentiment that Willow is starting to take up, which is very unhealthy of like, but I'm not the bad guy. Yeah. It's like, I'm a good guy, so I can do whatever I want with yeah. magic. Yeah. And it's like, oh, but I'm a nice guy. So like, it's okay for me to like say disrespectful stuff if, you know, I'm, but I'm a nice guy. Mm-hmm. And he says, you are lucky to be alive. You rank arrogant amateur. Oh, it, 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 it down. It, oh, it's, it makes me like uncomfortable for Willow, but also yeah. like such a good line, yeah. such good delivery. Mm-hmm. And like the second he comes back, I'm like, say the arrogant amateur line. <laughs> <laughs> like just, oh, just, just mm. rank arrogant amateur. Yeah. Oh, awesome. And her response. Yeah. You're right. I'm very powerful. And maybe it's not such a good idea to piss me off. Here's what's terrifying about that. I expect her to backpedal. Yeah. She does not backpedal or yeah. apologize. Yeah, she just like takes on a softer tone and keeps on. I don't want to fight. Mm, that's not what you should be saying right now. Yeah. You should be like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. I don't know where that came from. Yeah. But she doesn't say any of those no. things. She just says, come on, I don't want to fight. Mm-hmm. With like, That's to me the big shocking yeah. thing about like, are you not taking that back? Yeah. You should take that back. That's pretty messed up. Buffy heard the fight. Oh, uh, this would suck. Yeah. Especially because, like, she can't really be too mad at either of them because they're both had their, like, hearts in the right place with that argument. But both yeah. of those sides are really, like, hurtful to hear. It's not about anything you did. Like, yeah. on one hand, you were passive player in this Mm -hmm. because this was all something that willow did on the other hand it is kind of about you because giles is saying that willow shouldn't have brought you back to life but also he has good points yeah this kind of just sucks Mm -hmm. one to feel like a prop yeah and two that giles ain't wrong you probably Mm -hmm. shouldn't be here yeah although she already feels that way yeah (laughs) Well, it's just, yeah, it reinforces a, a thing she's already kind of bummed out about. Spike appears. Uh, she says, I spent all of my energy trying to be okay, and that only makes them worry more. Just such a great statement about yeah. depression. Mm-hmm. Which, again, I know a lot of people don't like Bummer Buffy, but, like, especially considering we experience so many growing pains with Buffy from... Yeah you know what it's like to be 15 and what it's like to be 16 and what it's like to graduate high school and what it's like to start college and what it's like to lose a parent and Mm -hmm. become the parent. Yeah. What it's like to go through depression, which, Hey, very common in your mid twenties. And yeah. And I also, on just kind of story level, 
I appreciate that they are still making a big deal because obviously you're not going to keep your main character killed in your series. Right. And it's a fantasy series, so you can bring them back without having to say it was all a dream, Patrick Duffy style. But they find a way to bring her back, bring her back pretty much immediately, mm. but still have it have consequences and still have her death mean something mm-hmm. to the show, which I really appreciate because I'm just even if you think it could have been done better, or you would have done it in a different way. I feel like it is so preferable to any version where it's, you know, like uh, when a comic book brings back a character really poorly and it's just like, oh, and they weren't dead the whole time now. Or, and we brought them back because of this MacGuffin, and everything's cool now, and just kind of act like nothing happened. We'll have like an issue or two, and maybe a villain will come back in three years and make reference to it. Mm. But like, it actually has weight on not just the the stories, but the characters themselves. Like, Buffy post-resurrection is different from Buffy before resurrection as a character. And how unfulfilling it is it in other shows to have... Um, important conflict that is resolved in one episode yeah. or just, or it's just, Oh, we're, you're not going to have residual feelings about that. Mm-hmm. That, um, it's, it's so unfulfilling as opposed to like, this isn't dragged out. It's just explored to the full extent yeah. that it should be. Yeah. And it, it would be very unnatural to have somebody coming back from the dead months after they died heroically to have them and everyone around them just kind of be like all hunky dory with it and have no issues and no weird feelings happen around it. Mm-hmm. I do love the line about how come you're always around when I'm miserable. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's when you're alone, I suspect. I like that he's not insulted by that. I feel like yeah. I would be insulted by that. <laughs> but he's just like, yeah, it's when you're alone and not one for crowds. Yeah. Forming more bonds. This is going to be important. I have no idea what you mean. Dawn can't sleep, so she plans a serial experiment. Ooh. I feel like, so Jaws is like, I'll be the control group. That would make me throw up. Most cereals are pretty much like the same three ingredients, right? I'm trying to think of like cereals that you'd put them together and would be gross. And I can't come up with anything. The only thing I could think is if you had like a lot of the sugary cereals, maybe something that was like super chocolatey with like something that's like, tropical fruit flavor but they don't balance right uh okay chocolate like, and fruit yeah i wouldn't want to mix those two yeah like if it's done correctly in a suit that's trying for that a terry's chocolate orange type situation sure but when it's not meant to be together yeah. that's uh, oof. see i was thinking that like this might actually help some cereals because you could take something that's pretty bland like checks like the not the non-sugary checks or like um raisin bran mm-hmm. or life and mix it with something more sugary like lucky charms and then like you get a nice balance between mm-hmm. the two i'd say we have but that's maybe... two not like 12 i don't know how many cereals they have in their home yeah that's the other thing is like how many cereals do you have because it sounds like it's a massive amount of cereals you're yeah. mixing together my mom only ever bought frosted flakes that was yeah. it. no um rice krispies I feel like I remember other kids having multiple cereals, but I feel like at most it was maybe two different kinds. It was usually like Cheerios and Honey Nut Cheerios. In my parents' house, my brother was a picky eater. So mm. basically what I had to eat was always determined by what he liked. Mm. Being an adult is awesome because I get to eat what I want, whereas like my entire childhood was like, what does Dave want? Um, and Dave only liked Rice Krispies and 
Frosted Flakes. Every once in a while for me, mom would buy Lucky Charms. That was my, my deal. But that was like a special treat of like, I Wait, guess I'll get, buy you so a you're saying he didn't like Lucky Charms? Right? He's adopted. Like, He's a monster. Wow. <laughs> He's clearly an alien. Um, or I'm adopted. We're not of blood relation. My family also does not like, blanket statement, does not like chocolate. I'm adopted. <laughs> clearly. Right? I don't know. You said you don't like pizza, so... That's true. Suspect your whole bloodline. <laughs> um, Fashnik breaks down the door. Don has a great scream. Yeah. She. I mean, again, going back to Buffy and Hush. Terrible scream. Uh, <laughs> I done defeated you, monsters, <laughs> with my feminine scream. Uh, uh, Dawn, great screen. Yeah. Uh, they fight. Spike helps. Mm-hmm. And I like the idea they they kind of do, but I don't feel like it's particularly well done. It's a little muddy. I like the idea of, and I feel like I've also seen this done in Jackie Chan movies and that kind of stuff, of the fight in a place where... You don't want to break anything, but the one person keeps breaking everything. Yeah, I feel like Buffy finally, because now she's responsible for Mm -hmm. the cause, she finally realizes, like, shit, fighting in my house is expensive. So every time he crashes something, she's like, oh, shit. Or, like, you know, he knocks something over and she grabs it. She's like, oh, my God, the face. I like that. I like it. I just, I, and I understand. Yeah, I understand TV budget. They probably didn't have a whole bunch of time. And money to dedicate to choreographing and, you know, rigging everything in such a way that it's best for this fight. I get it. I also feel like you can't destroy too much if, like, Buffy is reasonably going to replace these things. That's another thing. Like, it can't be, like, too ridiculous. Well, and I I think that could be part of the fun of it is that it's it's a fight where she's continually having to save everything. Mm. And then when eventually, you know... The table gets crushed. It's like, oh man, I just like yeah. If there's all these se- other things, yeah. We only see her catch the vase. If she had mm-hmm. caught like several different things yeah. and stopped him from breaking mm-hmm. different things, and then all of a sudden, no, he yeah. broke the table. Mm-hmm. But so she gets them to the basement where there's like two or three feet of water. There is a yeah. fuck ton of water here. What is even more concerning about me? They still have a clothes rack down there. <laughs> get that shit out of there. It's gonna get moldy. I don't want to w- wade through that. I would not want to go down there. Also, like, what are you doing about the water? I yeah. understand that, like... Yeah, some pump, girl. What are you doing? Like, this is ruining your foundation. Yeah. I have to imagine that, like, included down there is your water heater and... Maybe some electrical Yeah, like, like, what is going on? Ugh, get a bucket. <laughs> he rips a pipe out of the ceiling to beat her. Ugh. If we have learned one thing about Buffy, <laughs> do not piss her off in a fight. It only no. makes her more powerful. She gets a nut shot. She kicks him right in the nuts. <laughs> Beats him with the pipe. No! More! Full! Copper! Free pipe! No! More! Full! Copper! Free pipe! And then Spike with the button. Did you know this place was flooded? <laughs> <laughs> No spike. We're back at the trio and they've used their bank money wisely. Mm-hmm. They've got a periscope. <laughs> Super useful in a suburban basement. 
even more useful. They're using a flamethrower inside. <laughs> that will produce it. smoke. Just a little test. They are adding to their to-do list. <laughs> Gross. I can't even say it. Make Buffy our sex bunny. I would really hate that if they didn't address this issue in a later episode. But I love that it's just like a, a one-off little joke here. And they actually explore what that idea means later on. Agreed. Like, I don't hate it because mm-hmm. these are bad guys. Yeah. And they're saying bad things. And they're saying asshole things. Because yeah. they're assholes. Yeah. But, like, oh, their asshole points went up so far. Mm-hmm. Warren is clearly contagious. Yeah. Um, when you're around him, mm-hmm. you forget what the word consent means. And rape becomes just a thing. Yeah. And they're like, yay, we didn't have to work for stuff. Back at the Summer's home, they're talking about money stuff and fixing stuff. And there's a phone call. Oh, who could that be? It's Angel. They're going to meet in the middle. Aww. Like Benjamin Button. Benji Buttons. I do love the line in the scene of, I know I'm back in America. I've been knocked unconscious. <laughs> More concussions than an NFL player. <laughs> um. The the whole, like, we're meeting in the middle and they're not going to have a crossover app. I understand they couldn't have a crossover app at this point because they're on two different networks. I feel like an argument could be made than, like, if you can't have see that, then why have it? And I feel like because you have to. Yeah. She's been bought back from the dead. He heard about it. Yeah, you can't ad- not address it. Yeah. And I feel like this is probably the healthiest way to do it where it's, like, it has a little extra weight because it's at the end of an episode, even mm-hmm. though you actually can't cross them over. There's at least that that thing of it's acknowledged. Yeah. Um, and it's not like if it was the beginning of the next episode, like, oh, you're back from visiting Angel without anything before it, then it would feel kind of like, ugh. Yeah. And even the not talking about it kind of gives it more weight about like, mm-hmm. like my brain can fill in so many more yeah. emotional things than well, you, you probably know could. it doesn't have to. Why? Because there is a uh, comic, I believe, called Reunion. That specifically talks about them meeting up at this point. Well, I'm going on Amazon. We're done recording. So let's wrap this up. Damn, I want to read that. Okay. So what's the lesson in Flooded? Responsibility. 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 Responsibility means you can count on somebody. Is that a thing? It's from like a kid show I did once. Oh, okay. Cool appropriate mm-hmm. uh between willow's magic and her lack of responsibility in using it the trio's work ethic mm-hmm. or lack thereof buffy's bills and kind of even at the end of this episode when she's like i will worry about that later yeah. uh she's running away from them she even during the episode she's like i'm just kind of that's an issue for tomorrow buffy mm. the theme for this episode is responsibility and it's actually kind of a double whammy with afterlife where the theme is actions have consequences. Same here. Your actions and not taking responsibility have consequences, i.e. Giles yelling at Willow. Um, the theme is that it, this is weird because no one really learns a lesson in this one. We're just setting people up to learn a lesson later. Yeah, I guess that's true. So what do you think about this episode? Uh, I think it's pretty pretty great. I think it's a good introduction to the trio or reintroduction to two of the trio. Sure. Um, them as a unit. Yes. Yeah. Them as as the uh, the quasi big bad for the season. Uh, I feel like it has enough like action to support 
the the plot and there's enough forward momentum unlike the last episode which felt very like stilted in a way that this one there is some development happening Mm -hmm. you know giles comes back he confronts willow buffy and spike bond a little bit more you see buffy actually taking steps to you know get back into some kind of a life it just feels like this is when the momentum of the season really starts i agree yeah everything you just said all of it that good job good job thanks um i think i did such a good job i deserve a little trip are you ready to go international first class buffy tapaja vampirite ernie dragon das rind fleisch canoe Nice variety of international titles this week. Hmm. Um, nobody just like had the regular title for any of them, which I enjoy. Uh, so for Afterlife, the French title, Resurrection. Pretty on the nose. They, who had Resurrection for... Afterlife. Uh, bargaining. Somebody had Resurrection for that. Oh, that's right. I th- want to say... Portuguese, I'd have to go look it up again. I was going to say, like, yeah. if French actually did, like, part three, because it's technically a part three. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I Yeah. I didn't say part three, but possibly. Hmm. Um, Portuguese, life after death. Hey. Pretty, hmm. pretty similar. Um, German, I'm not sure if they watched the whole episode, because <laughs> uh, it's greetings from hell. Oh, they missed. They they just walked out. They thought it was <laughs> like, over. We watched like ninety eight percent of this episode. We can title it right. The Scoobies are hugging. We can turn it off. It's fine. unless it's like really morbid. Of this is Buffy sending a postcard. Greetings from hell. Ugh. Ooh, for flooded French title. I'm going to say possibly the weirdest one. Okay, the head under the water. <laughs> what? <laughs> to imagine that means something else in French. <laughs> the head under the water. <laughs> I guess I should save that one for last. Uh, then we get a little more normal. Okay. I guess it's just the show now. I broke Kristen. So you'll probably be disappointed. Portuguese, very on the nose, the flood. Mm. German, I also like. um, I think it's more in the way you say it. I think it can be funny. Mm. Money and other worries. (laughs) (laughs) Money and other worries. (laughs) They were just, somebody was like, it is Friday. It is five o'clock. I want to get out of here. Money and other worries is fine. Maybe that's maybe that's what happened with all the episodes this season. Let's keep track. German titles, if they seem like a little rushed this season, like uh, uh, it's about money and there's other stuff. Money and other worries. Uh, okay, she went to hell, I guess. Uh, greetings from hell. I'm hungry. I gotta get out of here. Now it's time to celebrate Buffy's badassery with this week's Slay of the Week. <laughs> I hope we're in agreement here. Well, obviously it's nougat head. Uh, no, it's fashionable. <laughs> no more ball, copper, repipe, nutshot. Yeah, I mean that one is actually a, a fitting climax to an episode, not just like a. I guess we have to kill this thing. Whoop. You mean we both chose the head under the water? <laughs> yes. 
the title makes sense now. Right under the water. <laughs> they really they thought Vashnik was going to be the new main character. They were really sad that he left. Uh, oh. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> nope. Nope. That's a big nope on that one. <laughs> oh, okay. <sighs> you know, I, I think you're laughing so much. Your, your head's getting hot. I think you should put it under the water. <laughs> uh, I can't look at you. I'm going to put my tablet in front of your face. <laughs> I'll, I'll turtle myself. Thank you for tuning in to the Sunnydale Stacks. <laughs> Why is it still funny? <laughs> I don't know. What's up? Okay. Uh, it's so hot here. Okay. <laughs> uh. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Five years later. <clears> hmm. <throat> Thank you for tuning in to the Sunnydale Stacks. Please like us on Facebook. <laughs> You're laughing. I'm, I'm going to keep going. Look for us on Twitter. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Look for us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunnydale Stacks to ask us questions or share your own opinions and memories about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The Sunnydale Stacks is a part of the 27th Letter Productions Network. Look for our sister podcast, Hey Do You Remember?, and join us next time when we hop on the school bus and tour a fine institution of higher learning as we take a field trip to review Vampire Academy when we get lost in the Sunnydale Stacks.